Hey everybody, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us on this edition of Down to Earth with Harriet Kamek. I wanted to just tell you thank you. It's uh, Thursday morning and it's Halloween of all the things that could happen today. It's Halloween. Isn't that amazing? It's Halloween. It's Halloween and in, 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 I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm still, I think I'm still stuck at the point. When did it become Halloween? <laughs> And what does that mean? Because after today, guess what it is? It's the holidays. Whether we like it or not, we're, we're, we're next up for the holidays. And it's amazing to me that uh, we're almost at that point where we're ready. We're ready for the holidays. <laughs> Are you? I don't know about that because after this, I have to go pull out the Christmas tree. I'm going to have to pull out all that stuff and, oh, I'm not so sure I'm ready for all of that. So, but those of us, we continue uh, what we're doing anyway while the politics of the day just keeps going, right? The politics of the day just keeps on going. And it's the most amazing thing to me this morning how trying to uh, get to trying to get to where we want to be and trying to get stuff done. It's just absolutely amazing. So I wanted to share this with you all. Uh, yesterday I attended, oh my goodness. Uh, yesterday I attended an event in, uh, what on earth is going on this morning? Yesterday, I attended an event and uh, in Flint, Michigan, and it was amazing to me to see how uh, how quickly and how the mayor of Michigan uh, was able to uh, pull together resources from the Department of Energy. This actually had nothing to do with water, but because Flint is associated with water, uh, it, the the people are naturally, uh, you know, curious about what is Flint doing that the rest of us are not doing, and we didn't talk about water. We, you know, the the forum yesterday was not to talk about water, but it was to talk about energy efficiency and renewable energy, uh, renewable energy sources. So there's some interesting things that came out of that, but. What, uh, for me, the thing uh, that, that got to me uh, was water affordability. The more I listened to it was the more I became aware that we have a problem. And I did not imagine for the life of me that we would ever have a water problem in the United States. I mean, I don't know about you, but I could never imagine that such a thing could happen here in the United States. Uh, so it, it seemed incongruous to me. I don't know what the, the story was, what, what that was all about, but uh, it seemed to me that we, we have an issue. And why? I don't know. I don't know. I tried to figure that out yesterday and we talked to some folks and uh, Hopefully, I can provide you with some answers as to why water affordability has become an issue in these United States. 
And it's interesting because it's one of those things that you somehow never imagined could ever could ever happen. You know, for I've always assumed that and wrong of me to assume, right? <laughs> that the United States would never have an issue or would never deem that water would be an affordability issue. But I was, like I said, we were at this Department of Energy uh, forum organized by the mayor of the city of, of, of Flint. The Department of Energy is looking at renewable energy resources throughout the country. And there are some interesting things. So if you have a young person there are jobs available within the federal government. There are jobs outside of STEM that are available in energy, it, it, but they are encouraging STEM. And one of the things that emerged out of it, which was quite shocking, was that a lot of the energy jobs are not being given to American nationals because American nationals have not or have not scholarly completed a scholarly course that would direct them through STEM. So the jobs become available, the requirements for the job are such that they are engineering driven. They're driven by science and technology and engineering. And for some reason, our children are just not bothering to study that. They're not bothering with science, they're not bothering with technology, and they're not bothering, they use technology, but they're not studying it. And they're not studying engineering. They're not studying math. So. Typically in these jobs, those jobs are given to non-American nationals because of that, because there's a deficit. So now the Department of Energy in recognizing that is directing their resources at getting children engaged in, in, in STEM, getting children and, and you know having this grant reach out to let people know that these jobs do exist. And at the same time, encouraging people to realize that there are also jobs outside of STEM within the Department of Energy. But I'm in, I was in Flint, and naturally, I am listening to Keys because one of the uh, panelists was is from the, the Flint Department of Water and Sewage. We live in Michigan. Michigan is a temperate climate. We're a beautiful state with lots of trees and forests up north in the northern part of the state. Uh, we're a peninsula, so we're bordered by water, except the part that is attached to you know Ohio, Illinois, and Indiana right that land-based part of us but on either side there's lake michigan on one side and lake erie that separates us from canada so we have a lot of water going on here and even on the land itself there are lots of little lakes all over the place right there are lots of little pockets of water everywhere and because we have so many trees we naturally have waterfalls i mean we have we naturally have water abundantly uh we're complaining about rain it's been raining constantly for 24 hours. So it's gonna peter out tonight, I think, and become snow because it's cooler now, much cooler, right? So it's gonna become snow. Yesterday, there was late uh, snow on Lake Michigan, which is on the western side of Michigan, right? And when you when you look at us, you know, we're tired of the rain here. Like, we're like, can we get a break? <laughs> can we just not have any more rain? And so <laughs> that's us here in Michigan. Meanwhile, California, is burning <laughs> and folks in Michigan are like, we have had enough rain. So the rain is falling and it's, uh, you know, going into the catchment areas with the reservoirs and so on. And there are water treatment systems. So why has water affordability become an issue in the United States? 
So I asked that question yesterday and I was amazed at the kinds of answers that I was given. One of them was power, energy, chemicals, and labor, right? So the chemicals has a cost to treat the water, the power, the energy that runs the water treatment plants and the chemicals and, and, the, the, and labor to pay people to, to man it. I learned something else about Flint that the pop, like most urban areas, the population has dwindled over the years. So there's no infrastructure as usual. There's no economic investment. And so houses are abandoned. The land is just sitting there. So naturally that's land available to do other things such as create windmills or, so, you know, garner, garner whatever uh, solar energy that we should have. But my concern is this. It was not just Flint. I remarked yesterday that Detroit almost became Flint a few years ago when people's water was being shut off because they couldn't afford it. And I'm asking the question, why is water affordability a problem? Why are people in urban areas paying more for water? I learned something that in the state of Maryland, for instance, uh, when you pay your water bill, hey, how you doing? When you pay your water bill, they uh, round it off, encourage you to round it off. And when it's rounded off, they help low income. Yes, I believe in Jesus. They round it off and when they round it off, you know, they, it helps low income people. But here's my thing. Why, why is water affordability a problem in the United States? This is the country where this was never supposed to happen, right? It was never supposed to happen here, right? You know why it wasn't supposed to happen here? Because we have water and we have the means to take that water to the pe to, to people. Not yet. You can share it in just a few minutes. You can, well, you know, just give me a few, right? Um, but the thing, the thing about it is, why has water become such a problem for people? And I'm saying all of that because I really am curious. I couldn't understand why. So they also said something that came out of it. They said the aging infrastructure. Uh, for instance, if you look at a city like Detroit, for instance, uh, the city was built over 100 years ago. There has been no investment in the infrastructure to change the uh, pipes that were built over 100 years ago. There has been no investment. Why? Because the money has been given by the federal government. But when our uh, senators, our elected senators and representatives, they don't ask for the money. They're not interested in the infrastructure. They are, I don't know what happens to the money. The money disappears. So somebody suggested, well, ask your congressman where the money is. But that to me was not the answer either. It's not just the aging infrastructure that's the problem. To me, the problem is an increase in rates. It seems to me that there is a, a public policy initiative across the nation to rid low-income people and people in urban areas of their land. That means that if you can't afford it, they hike the rates so high that would prevent you from being able to afford something as basic as water. That's the way that I see it. I am not, of course, chemicals are going to cost more than they did 50 years ago, much less 100 years ago. Of course, power is going to cost more. We should have more energy efficient ways to deliver power. That should be an issue because we've been talking about this for the last